0: Hey, uh, there's a lot more people out there than you would really think. I got up here and I was like, wow, this is going to be tough. Uh, So I got two things actually that I wasn't planning on saying. Um, The scripture this morning was actually exactly um, the thing that I'm going to point to today, which is really cool. Um, The second thing is that I'm normally really long-winded. Anybody that's ever talked to me knows that I just talk and talk and talk and talk. So, Josh, if I go past ten minutes, come up here and tell me to shut it down. So, uh, I was asked to do this about two weeks ago, and really I was going to talk about a why something. And it was funny because, uh, I think it was last week on Monday, they got up and said, well, last year's theme was why, and this year's theme is how. So, um, my question in the beginning was, why do we feel empty um, as a people, whether that's because of COVID or because of our age. Why do we feel empty? Um, And as I began to kind of go through this talk, I came to a how question that kind of is the same thing. And the how was, how do we find fulfillment in today's day and age, or for kids our age? So I'm just going to go ahead and start with, um, if you don't feel empty or you don't feel like you need fulfillment in any way, then everything I'm about to say does not apply to you. So, like, if you're somebody out there and you found fulfillment in something other than Jesus, then everything I'm about to say means nothing. So, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you what I'm going to talk about. We find fulfillment in Jesus, right? That's what we've been told. But I want to argue why he is the only thing that will help us find fulfillment and maybe how we can do that in the end. Maybe I'll get there. Maybe I won't. We'll see. So, let's argue this. We all want to be filled by something. We all have this desire deep down inside of our hearts to find fulfillment in something, um, and and we look for it in all these different places. Um, if you oh, I already said that. I see. I really, I wrote it all down so that I would wouldn't get away from it. So I'm just going to read what I have. Um, <laughs> okay. So why do we feel empty whenever we have all of these things in our life that are supposed to fill us up? You know, we can, we can go to church and, and we can go to chapel and we can go to class. We can get the job. We can get um, the girl or the guy. We can find all these things that we think are going to find us fulfillment. And we constantly chase after those things. So why do we feel empty? Why do we long to be filled by something? We know that there is something out there because you can't want something that you have never known about. So there is something calling to us, and we, are see- and we are seeking for it. Like, we can see that in our own lives. We can see where we are chasing after all these things. And see, we see glimpses of it, and most of the time it's through love that other people give us. Whether that's the love of a parent, the love of a sibling, or a friend, or a significant other. But we always seem to end up empty in the end. Does, is there anybody out here that doesn't agree with me? that we always tend to get to this place where we're empty. And we end up empty all the same and broken just the same. Because we tried to stack up all these false fulfillments over and over again. So if this holds true, we will always find emptiness in a chasing after the wind. The whole point of Ecclesiastes, if you've never read that book, go and read it. Because it's really good. Um, So how do we find fulfillment? And as I said... We find that in Jesus. So I'm going to read a little bit about what Jesus says. So in John chapter 6, I'm going to read verse 35 um, through 40. And this is what Jesus has to say. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. See, but Bo, we've heard this. We've heard this from the beginning. We've been told if we grew up in a church setting, or even if we've we've come to chapel, we've been told that Jesus is going to fulfill us. So why are we still empty? I'm running to Jesus. I'm going to church. I'm doing the things. I'm doing good deeds. So why am I still empty? Why do I still need to find this fulfillment? Why do I chase after all of these things? Right? Jesus tells us, that he's going to fill us. He says right there that he will. you will never hunger and you will never thirst again. I will fill you if you come to me. But, Bo, I'm chasing after him. like, And I'm not feeling it. I'm still empty. So why are we still empty? Why are we not being filled? Again, Jesus says right here that if we come to him, we will be filled. So why are we empty? So then I came up with another question. Are we really running to him? And what does running to Him look like? And this is a question that I tried to find out for myself. You see, for me, I thought running to Him meant that I had to stop sinning. That if I loved Him, I would quit all of my bad habits, all of my sins, that I would get away from those things. That I would no longer live a sinful life, and I would find satisfaction from, Oh, okay, I didn't do that today. I haven't done that in two, three weeks. Uh, Man, I'm getting better. I'm becoming a better person. That if, if I became my best self, then I would deserve Jesus. See, but then I failed over and over and over again. And these sins would stack up and eventually I would just sit there empty, frustrated. So then I decided I had to go the other way. That if it wasn't about not doing the wrong things, then it was about doing the right things. That if I could stack up enough good things, that they would outweigh the bad things. But then again, the bad things began to stack up. And again, I felt empty. So if it wasn't about what I did wrong... But it also wasn't about what I did right, then what was the point? What was the point of life if I was just going to end up empty every single time, no matter what I did? He promises to fulfill me if I came to Him. And I thought I was coming to Him. I kept saying, I'm coming to you. I'm doing these right things. I'm not sinning. I'm, I, I'm being kind. I'm loving people. I'm doing all these things. Lord, why am I not being filled? And then He slipped in this verse. Which is just a little bit after what I read to you earlier. It's John chapter 6 verse 44. And this is what it says. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up on the last day. And I don't bring up this verse to start a debate. There's a lot of people that get their specific um, theology from this verse. Uh, that's not what I'm talking about. I, whenever I received this verse at a specific point in time, grace finally made sense. That it's nothing that I did. So I want to turn over to what the verse was this morning. Ephesians chapter 2, except I'm going to read verses 1 through 9. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of the world, following the princes of the powers of the air, the spirit that is now at work, in the sons of disobedience so that in the coming ages He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. You see, grace is free. It's free. There's nothing you can do for it. And there's nothing you can do to lose it. Fulfillment is also free. And fulfillment comes from that grace. A life given to Christ is a life of freedom. See, a life of freedom is not found in a life of doing all the right things. Because you're going to sin. There's nothing that's ever going to stop that. You are going to sin. And it took me a long time to figure it out. And I'm preaching it myself more than I'm preaching to anybody in here. So it took me a long time to figure out that I'm going to sin. And that there is no life of no sin. So if I'm going to fail... Then a life of freedom is also not determined by the mistakes I'm going to make. So again, I was stuck in this limbo. And and finally, he was like, it's freely given. And there's nothing you can do for it. So how do we run to Jesus? We come to him exactly as we are. That's all he asks. Jesus came to set you free. Let him set you free. In Galatians 5, verse 1, it says, For freedom's sake, Christ has set you free. Do not submit again to a bondage of slavery. Jesus already came and he died for all the sins we've committed. All the the pain, guilt, hurt that we feel, we put on ourselves. So how do you live a life of freedom? Back to my original question, how to feel or find fulfillment? You run to Jesus just as you are. You come to him and give you everything. And the truth is that I didn't even answer the question. Because now there's the question of how do you run to Jesus? And I truly believe that the answer is repentance. And I hope that somebody gets up on stage and will talk to you about how do you repent. What is repentance? How do we repent? Because repentance is the most beautiful gift Jesus has given to us other than his death. And so the best way that that I've seen repentance laid out, uh, if we can get that clip pulled up, Um, I was at church camp this summer, and, um, man, I just couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. I was trying to do all the right things, not do the wrong things. And it just came to a night of whenever they were talking about, man, how do we come to Jesus? And they played this clip, and I just think this represents our walk with Jesus so well. So if we can play that clip. On a way, in the very beginning of the show, if you've never seen The Chosen, Mary Magdalene is, uh, basically Jesus comes and redeems her from the situation that she's in. I won't spoil the show. And if you've never seen The Chosen, you should go and watch it because it's insane. But in this scene, she's, she's gone back to her sinful ways. And, and her friends go and get her and bring her back to Jesus. And that's just a little context to that. And I just, I just love the thing that all, we, all I require, all me and the Father require is your heart. And we'll do the rest. So I'm going to have Jordan come up here and and pray over us, and then you'll be dismissed.
1: Will you all bow with me? Father, you have done so much for us, and uh, we are so blessed to to walk in that light and to exist um, in your peace. God, you see uh, nothing but redemption when you look at us. There's no guilt, no shame attached, no dead man of sin that we're carrying around any longer, God. Your son has has defeated that sin and death, no more on the cross. And uh, God, let us live in that freedom, knowing that there's so much more to come. The promises of your spirit and of the future, God, those are promises that we know will come true and have come true and will continue to. Open our eyes to the miracles that happen every day around us, to the people that, that we can reach, the loved ones that that need encouragement Um, god let us not only give you our hearts but teach others as well by sharing our stories by being real god we know you are good and we love you so much and we pray blessings over this week and over this year god we love you so much in jesus name amen you're dismissed